What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Another 71 podcast, where we make the CPA exam far, far, far more exciting than it was ever intended to be. As always, I'm your humble host, Jeff Elliott, a licensed CPA in the state of Kansas, by the grace of God and to the chagrin of many, and the number is growing daily. I assure you, this is episode 99. Today is Wednesday, December 8th. 2021. If you have a question for the show, email Jeff at another71.com. Or if you're a Ninja Monthly member, you can submit submit it through the dojo or simply drop it in the comments below. Before we get started, you will hear me reference the Ninja Study Framework, which coincidentally is the only way that you should be studying. You can download that for three easy payments of free at another71.com forward slash free starting things off with Micah. I have taken BEC four times, 68, 70, 71, 73. I'm starting to get stressed about it. I never did this poorly in college. I think I need to focus more, maybe just start the study process over for this exam. I don't want to have to retake auditing, which expires June of 2022. I still have BEC, FAR, and regulation to complete. I am now going to commit more time to this as a priority for me, but I'm considering switching too far, putting putting in the work and taking it next, then moving on to regulation, then restudying BEC and completing it. Do you think this makes sense? If not, could you give me your insight on the course of action? Appreciate your time and help. So BEC four times, 68, 70, 71, 73. You you know, it comes after 73, right? Uh, So... There's two trains, two camps, two paths. Um, Some would say, hey, you're super close on BEC. Get back in there, retake it, 71, 73, 75. And then there's the other camp that would say, uh, it's your fourth time taking it. You're likely sick of it. It might do you some good to have a mental break from BEC. so I can go either way. So I can see, I can see both both sides. <clears throat> um, the mistake here would be to think that you're a cram away, because people who think that they're a cram away, 73, 74, oftentimes what happens is they cram and then they score lower than they did previously, and they don't know why. Well, it's because when you study for, when you study for an exam and then you fail, um, when you went in and took that exam, you were exam ready for all of the topics. And when you cram, you're not, you're not redoing that complete study process, you're cutting corners, and you're not as strong in all of the areas that you were before. So do everything that you did to get that 73. And then go back in, I'd watch the, the Ninja Cram for BEC, it's a two day cram, highly recommend that. Uh, and then there's likely a weak area or two, which is contributing to the 73, and then take the exam. Now, if you're sick of BEC, so you need to restudy for BEC anyway. So you could take FAR, get that mental break from BEC. Everyone hates BEC anyway. Uh, I hated BEC even more than FAR. I don't know why. I just didn't like BEC. Um, And then you can come back to BEC later. Personally, if it were me, I would stick with BEC. Hope that's helpful. Question. Hi, Jeff. I scored a 74 on my first FAR exam. I don't think my concepts are weak, except for governmental accounting, leases, and pensions. How should I solve MCQs on Ninja now, and how many? Well, first of all, you said that you don't think your concepts are weak, except for, and then you listed like 20% of the exam. So um, now 74, I'm a two-time member of Club 74, so I know all about 74, except mine was regulation. So with with me, with with regulation, I scored my first 74, and then I didn't want, there were like three areas that I I didn't want to study. Um, One was AMT back in the day when we had to walk uphill in the snow both ways to get to Prometric back when AMT was was on the exam. I hated AMT. And then light count exchanges. When there's a liability swap, it's like, eh, don't really want to study that. So it cost me. So I was weak conceptually in a couple areas. I mean, if, if you're weak conceptually in even one area, 
that can be the difference between a 74 and a 75. So I wouldn't brush off the fact that you're weak in only governmental accounting, leases, and pensions. Of course, pension accounting isn't really tested now, but the, the pension financial statements are. Um, so just a word of caution. Don't think that you're, don't brush that off. Governmental accounting is a major on FAR. So it's sort of leases. So we all know that. So make sure that you hit those super hard. Now, um, how many Ninja MCQ should you do? Well, uh, assuming you're following the Ninja framework and the other concepts, intense notes, nonstop MCQ, just rewrite your notes, all comes together. Um, I, I don't know what the right number is for MCQ. Uh, the average Ninja does not get all the way through the recon phase where they've answered every question correctly at least one time. But um, I would definitely do your MCQ um, follow, by topic and take notes. And I mean, if you're, if you're trending 75, 80, somewhere in there, I mean, I mean, how many MCQ, let's say a thousand. Okay. That's just a good rough number. Um, give or take, but then the question is, do you do them randomly? Like let the adaptive learning kick in or do them topically? I would do the MCQ topically. That way you can have your legal pad taken far. So you write bonds at the top and just write bullet points of bonds. And then another page leases. Well, when you fill up that bonds page, tear it out, put it in, 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 a, in a folder and then move on to the next bonds page. And then you have like 10 folders with 10 different topics of notes. That's how I would, I would work your MTQ. <clears throat> do I need to keep studying the books I got from Roger CPA or do I use Ninja CPA? I wanna make sure I have, I do not have to do both materials at the same time. So most people who come to Ninja, they already have a complete course. And I mean, you, you can pass with Ninja only, plenty of people do that. Um, but the majority of people already have a course because they already bought their big course before they even heard of Ninja. So um, I say use both. Now, borrow from the, your favorite aspects of both. So using Roger CPA review, for instance, um, he is a great instructor and he, his lectures are, um, like he's just a different type of accounting professor. People really like him. I, that's the strength, in my opinion, that's the strength of his course, one of the strengths. <clears throat> so I would use him for nailing the concepts. Um, and then take notes, if you can. I would switch to Ninja for the Ninja MCQ, which should back up from day one, you start reading the Ninja notes and start listening to the Ninja audio. Um, and then maybe on your final review, maybe you switch to the Roger MCQ. Um, but chances are, you probably haven't done enough of the Ninja MCQ, so I would probably stick with Ninja, Ninja MCQ. Maybe do Roger simulations, see which ones you like better, Ninja simulations or Roger simulations. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that's how we do it. Now, if you did not want to do the Roger videos, then you need to nail the concepts of either the Ninja book or the Ninja sparring lectures. So um, if it were me, I would rather watch lectures. So it comes down to um, the Roger lectures versus the Ninja sparring lectures. And I would even still say do both because I'd watch the Roger lectures and then there's a topic or three that you're struggling with, with um, after watching all the Roger lectures, for exam, doesn't say. Um, then I would watch that topic in Ninja Sparring and then I would review, I would watch the full Ninja Cram in your final review. Hope that's helpful. All right, we have a combo question here. Do you have mini mock exams instead of a four hour long test? Can I have a one and a half to two hour mini mock exam? And the next question, is the ninja practice exam a good gauge to see if you will pass the actual exam? If not, what is a good gauge to see if you'll pass it? Training score, overall percentage, et cetera. That's from Nicole. Ninja is using, uh, Nicole is using Ninja and Roger. Okay. So I personally hate practice exams. 
mock exams, practice exams, whatever you want to call them. I hate them. Um, I don't think that they're a good use. I don't think they're an effective or an efficient use of your study time. I'm of the mindset that you should do questions only in study mode. So you do the question, answer it or guess and get your instant feedback and then immediately write down the, any, any notes that you, that you might need to take. <clears throat> I, like, I like the instant feedback. Now, if you take a practice exam and you know you answer whatever your 70, 72 questions, whatever it might be. So, you know, the the answer to question five was A. Oh, well, what was question five? Now you have to go back and like, oh, okay. It's a complete waste of time. And and also a practice exam is not indicative of how you're going to do on the actual exam because a practice exam uses, you know, just your basic percentage. 75% correct. A 75% correct is not a 75 on the CPA exam. I like to think of a 75 on the CPA on the CPA exam kind of like an A minus. Okay. Um, And so, because the actual CPA exam uses this complicated formula and recipe that's locked in a vault next to the KFC and Coca-Cola recipe, all right? And so, um, a, a percentage correct on a practice exam is not how you'll do it on the real exam. Now, so the question is, how do you know? Well, anecdotally, people tell me that, the, that their ninja, ninja trending score was pretty close within like one to three points. So that's, I haven't tracked it. Um, I just read the emails, read the comments and just in general, the Ninja trending score tends to be pretty close. Now that said, I get an email, I was trending at a 60 and, this, and I passed or I was trending at an 85 and I failed. But those seem, those seem to be kind of one-offs. The general consensus from what I've seen is that the Ninja trending score is fairly representative of what you'll see on, on your actual exam. If nothing else, if you're trending below a 75, then don't go into your exam until you're trending above a 75. That's kind of a, a, a benchmark that I use. Deborah from the Another 71 Forum. What is your advice on how to acquire two years of accounting experience for your CPA license if you're in a different line of work. Okay. So most states, maybe all states require that you have someone sign off on your experience to get licensed. Now, when people take the CPA exam, they do it for, for one of, yeah, two, maybe three reasons. One, they, they take the CPA exam just to put it on the resume because unless you're going to be signing Auditing, auditing engagements or signing off on a tax return as a CPA, they can bill you out at a higher rate if it's, if it's signed up as a CPA because they can say to their client, well, um, instead of having, um, you know, Bob staff accountant do it, we had Bob CPA do it. So that's why we billed you at $200 an hour versus 85, okay. Um, so in that case, you would want to be licensed because your company can derive more revenue because they can bill you out at a higher rate. If you just want it for your resume, like, hey, I'm going to work in industry and I'm using the, CP the fact that I passed the CPA exam as kind of a, an overall in intelligence barometer um, because people will, people will say, hiring managers will say, well, they can pass the CPA exam. Um, I've heard that's a really hard exam. And so they can obviously learn the job. So there's the, I'm going to get licensed because I want to work in public accounting route, or I would just want to take the CPA exam because I just want on my resume route. Um, and then I guess a third, a third one is I want to pass the CPA exam and be licensed just in case. I don't need it, but I might later. Um, I kind of think it's cool to 
put CPA after my name. Um, as a side note, when you put CPA after your name, put what state you're licensed in. Pet peeve of mine. Okay. <laughs> you're not licensed in all 50 states. All right. So box over. <clears throat> Unless you are. Um, and so my first question is, do you actually need to be licensed? Um, now, if, if you work for a company or you're concerned about that, then you probably don't need to be licensed for your current job. But if you want to be licensed just like as a career hedge, then you're faced with the prospect of how do I get licensed in a job where I'm not going to have anyone sign off on my experience requirement. Um, now, I think some states, you have to be directly supervised by a licensed CPA or a licensed CPA has to have direct knowledge of the work that you were doing and sign off that, yeah, they were actually doing that work, which meets the requirements, the experience requirements for licensure. And so I, it kind of depends on, on which, on what your state requires. The long and short of it is, um, if you're not able to get that experience sign off in your current job, you're going to have to decide, am I willing to leave my current job so that I can get that experience requirement um, signed off? And I, I guess it comes down to, do you like your job? If you're kind of so-so on your job and you kind of, eh, and the pay could be a little, a little bit better, and you can actually jump to something, then I would leave your job and go get a job where you can um, get your experience requirement taken care of. And just as a side note, if you ever want to get a raise in your career, the best way to get a raise, unfortunately, is to leave your current company because most companies have a this bureaucratic rule that they can only do 3% raises per year. Um, I don't know what voice that was, but it was bureaucratic. Um, and so the best way to like add 10, 15, $20,000 to your salary is to leave, which, which doesn't make sense from a company perspective. Just pay your people what, what they're worth or what they can get elsewhere. So you might have to leave your job Maybe you should leave your job, get a pay raise. So kind of a long-winded answer. Hope that was helpful. <clears throat> Michael writes in using Ninja only. Just curious, how would you recommend preparing for the simulation part of the exam? So I used to say 80-20 MCQ to Sims. Uh, that was back in the olden days when MCQ to Sims on the exam was 70-30. Then um, I'm of the mindset that the concepts that you learn from um, the MCQ directly relate to the simulations. It's just the same concepts asked in a different way. That said, simulations are a beast. And so um, there was a time when I was taking FAR where the topic at hand, I knew really well. For the life of me, I could not figure out what they wanted me to do in the simulation. You just gotta fill in the blanks. I didn't know what to do. I stared and the, the, explanate, the, uh, the instructions um, left a lot to be desired, let's say that. And so there is, simulations are different. It's not just as simple as know the concepts in the MCQ, know the concepts in the, in the simulations, but you can practice 20 different simulations and you get none of those on your exam. And we all know that. So um, what I would say is I would do 70% MCQ, 30% simulations, or maybe um, two Saturdays, two Saturdays before your exam, maybe just do nothing but simulation, just knock it out in one day, batch process those simulations. Um, even though the exam waiting now is 50-50, I would not do 50-50 MCQ to Sims. So 
uh, you know, pick your bread and butter Sims, like, you know, the major topics and doesn't say what exam you're taking the major topics and your respective exam, hit those in the simulations and, you know, you can do your best. Always do the AICPA sample test, especially the research component. doesn't matter what study software you're using. No study software can exactly replicate the research component environment that you'll see on exam day. If it were me, I wouldn't even do research problems in whatever test bank you're using. That's why Ninja, we don't even, like, we could, we could kind of put out kind of a, kind of a, a fake, a fake version of the, of the, uh, of the research. And, you know, but it's like, why even do it? Just, I just tell people just go and do the, um, the AICPA sample exam. Hope that's helpful. <clears throat> All right, final question before we switch to the dojo chat. I emailed you a few days ago before buying Ninja. I failed auditing three times now, 60, 63, 67, and don't know what to do. I've done so many random sets of MCQ and Sims in Becker, read the book, did the MCQ and Sims for each module. I don't know where I'm going wrong. I'm retaking it for the fourth time. I have 10 days with Ninja before I take it. What do you recommend doing? All right, well, if you can go back and restudy, I would consider that because if 10 days left, um, so we'll do two paths here. Uh, there's a restudy path, which is go back through, follow the Ninja framework, this time using Becker and Ninja combined. Um, nail the concepts, intense notes, nonstop MCQ, just rewrite your notes, all comes together. Um, on another 71, I have a write-up on how to combine Becker and Ninja. Um, so, but just keep the answers, answers short and sweet. I would consider restudying. Now, if you don't want to do that or can't do that, your NTS is expiring or some other life circumstance, then 10 days out, what would I do? I'd spend two days watching the, the Ninja auditing cram. I would do that. Um, <clears throat> Just reading through the comments from the auditing cram that Ninja Mike did live. People loved that cram. Um, I would start today reading the Ninja notes as many times as you can, listening to the Ninja auditing audio as many times as possible. And after you've watched the cram and you're reading your Ninja notes every day and listening to Ninja audio every day, is hit the Ninja MCQ and because You've already been through your Becker MCQ many times, I assume. This is your fourth exam. So Ninja MCQ, start with your weakest topic first. And even if you don't have the data on what your actual weakest topic is, like, you know, like, you know, which topics you're not great at. Start there and do, do them topically, do sets of 20, maybe score 50 to 50% 50 the first time. And again, this is in study mode. Maybe you score 50 the first time and then a 60 and then a 70. Once you get 70, move on to your next weakest topic. And 70 just, it's, um, it's an arbitrary number, but it's a way to get a reasonable amount of proficiency in a topic without just overkill. Because if you just focus on one topic, then you're going to um, suffer. Uh, then the other topics are going to suffer. So, all right, well, that does it for the questions again. If you want to, if you have a question for the show, email jeff at another71.com. Now we're going to jump into the dojo chat. If you're in the dojo and you want to, looks like we have some questions here. If you want to uh, ask me a question live, I will unmute you. You don't have to worry about your camera. There'll just be audio. And we shall do that. So just, and you do that by raising your hand. If you raise your hand, I will make you a priority. Ooh. All right. All right. Um, Christina says, can you go over uh, PPS? Um, I would submit that to um, auditing sparring, or we, we definitely have an audit sparring over that. And so, um, submit that there and 
we can definitely dive into that there and we've actually already done it. So um, if you still have a question over uh, PPS, then um, then submit it to sparring and Ninja Mike will cover it as well. Moses in the dojo chat, any recommendations as to study as a study approach for the changes to for auditing after taking FAR for contacts that passed FAR, just started studying for audit, but notice audit is very different in the questions. The answers seem less black or white. Yeah, so <laughs> um, auditing is a, I mean, auditing is one of those exams where you would think is pretty straightforward, but due to, I mean, auditing is a judgment call. The auditor has to make a judgment and it's all centered around internal control. And so on the audit exam, oftentimes, and even in your practice MCQ, uh, it will seem like there's more than one correct answer. So um, just as a rule of thumb, you need to choose the, the best answer. And that's, I think that's even the AICPA's guidance like choose the best answer. Um, so if it seems like more than one's correct, choose the best answer. Uh, is there any any difference in, in studying FAR versus auditing as far as your approach? No, just follow, follow the Ninja framework. You know, the concepts, intense notes, nonstop MCQ, just write your notes, it all comes together. Um, but I... I would say for auditing, you have to understand internal control. If you're weak on your understanding of internal control, then it will impact your entire auditing exam experience. So like you need to build your auditing, your internal control um, knowledge as your foundation. All right, Kimbo. Hey, how's it going? Thank Good, how are you? Thank you so much. Good, thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. Um, unfortunately, I failed FAR twice in a row by a point or two, uh, literally two points and then a point last time. So I was just curious if you had any advice in terms of when to retake FAR for the third time. And also if you had any other just tips and advice to kind of get over that hurdle. Thank you. Yeah, when did, when did you take FAR and what did you score? Sure, I got a 73 and then a 74. And I, I took, uh, I just last took FAR in, um, sorry, September, apologies, like September 16th. And what have you been doing since then? Um, I've been just trying to just do multiple choice, like just crushing multiple choice. And also I did just try to go through like the, the reading, but I feel like I'm kind of like plateauing, you know, and not necessarily like, I don't know, yeah. getting over the hurdle. <clears throat> okay. So, so you didn't like switch over to auditing, auditing or, or something in the, in right. The, okay. Right, exactly. <sighs> With that 73, have you felt the temptation to just kind of cram and just kind of review some MCQ? Yeah. So when I got the 73, the first time, um, I just kind of I did take, I did take like six months in between the first and the second exam. So I did take a while. Um, and I, and in those like, I, maybe not six months, like three months. And I was doing just like kind of the same process I'm doing now. Okay. So the process from the 71 to the 73, did, did you restudy the, the material or did you just go back through MCQ? Um, so sorry, the, the first time I took it, I got a 73. The second time I took it, which is most recently in September, I got a 74. And oh. to answer your question, yeah, I'm sorry. And, and to answer your question, I didn't really, um, I wouldn't say I, I mean, I tried going back through the chapters, reading the guides, like following the framework. Um, you know, so I tried to just pretty much do the first, I tried to repeat what I did for the first exam, if that makes any sense. Yeah, okay, good. So from your 73 to your 74, you, you repeated your process. Right, right. Perfect. Okay. And um, did, did you say what courses you're using? Yes, I'm, well, I'm a ninja. Yep, I'm a ninja. And for the second, 
the second exam, I did try using um, Gleam as well. So in addition to like, you know, looking through the Ninja um, framework and everything, I did um, get the, the Gleam. So I did move up that point, but I just feel like, you know, for the third time, I don't want to fail again, hopefully by a point or two. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what, what material are you using for your like nail the concepts? Are you using like the ninja book or sparring or Glime lectures? Yeah. yeah. So what I did was I went through, I kind of tried to follow the framework. So I went through uh, the multiple choice, you know, like the intense notes part. And then what I did was I have a large Excel file where I have basically what you were suggesting for the ninja notes, like write the topic and then write like what are the key things you need to know. So I, I have like an Excel file with all these rows um, that basically are like the ninja notes kind of to replicate that same format. Um, and I tried to base it off multiple choice, like what I got wrong. So I would do like a multiple choice. And then, um, you know, if I, if I had answer wrong, I would, I would try to focus my notes on what I got wrong. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> um, is there a topic or two that, that you feel like you're pretty weak on or, or you just kind of pray that you don't see on exam day? I'm sorry. Um, just, you, you were just saying, you were just asking me like what I, what I've been kind of um, like yeah, confused so, on for exam day. Yeah. So like, I mean, is there, is there, is there one area that you always feel like you're, you're pretty insecure about the leases or governmental accounting or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, I would honestly say, you know, I, I like, like I would say like leases would be one governmental accounting. I've always historically scored like on the weaker side when I've got my test results. So I would, I would say specifically governmental um, and the transactions, which I know that covers a lot, but I, I feel like I do score weaker on those. I, I also do score weaker on Sims. You know, I, I feel like I kind of don't leave myself enough time. Yeah. Well, everyone scores weaker on Sims. So uh, that's, um, so what I would do is I would, I would kind of do what you've been doing is, is repeating the process that you did from the 73 to the 74. Um, I, I would, I would, I would repeat that process exactly. Um, but then, um, so this last time, did you rewrite your notes? Um, I did not. I, no, I did not. So that's kind of time consuming. It takes about a week to do. So I would consider doing that. And the reason why that's beneficial is you've said like you've taken some great notes and in an Excel file, which you're typing out, um, you might get a legal pad and actually write, actually rewrite those. So whatever you typed in long, long form, kind of rewrite those into, into, into shorthand. And what it does is it causes your brain to, to, to relearn the material. I would do that. And did you, did you watch the, the, the far cram this last time? Um, I, sorry, is, um, is that the one where I think his name's Mike brings us through like the videos, right? He's sharing a screen. Yeah. Or well, there's, that... yeah. So there's, there's two, there's, there's, there's ninja sparring, which is, right. um, it's, it's all, it's, it's just lectures. And then, then the cram it's, it's a, so far was like, two and a half days. It's, it's pretty condensed. Um, so I would, I would watch the far cram in, in your dashboard, like 10 days out from your exam. Sure. And then I would also, yeah. And then, and then also, also consider reading your notes. I mean, I think you're going to get it this time. I mean, 73, 74, you know how to study. It's you're, you're super close. Thank you. I know I took a lot of your time. So thank you so much for answering my questions. I want to give be respectful of other people, but um, thank you so much. Sure. One, one last, one last thing is just in terms of retaking it. Like, do you think a month like would be feasible? If you were start, well, how many, how far into this third study process are you like a couple weeks? I would say 40, I would say 40, 50% of like the study units. How? um in terms of oh weeks. sorry oh sure in weeks uh i would say probably three four weeks well do you want to take it do you want to take it before christmas <laughs> <laughs> i'll try if i can um yeah okay 
shoot for shoot for mid January. Okay. Because let's I mean, let's just be realistic about Christmas and New Year's. Like you want to enjoy it. And so let's let's give yourself a little bit of buffer. So I would I'd shoot for like January 15th. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great holiday. You too. Thank you. All right. Going to Jesse. Hey, Jesse, how are you? Great. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you great. Great. Thanks. Yeah, so I put my question in the chat, but any advice on trying to get through the questions faster? I was taken far twice. Uh, first time I got a 70, and I just took it again last week, and I felt like at the end, I was like super rushed to get through those last three, uh, last three sims, and definitely didn't feel like I had enough time to read through all the you know, supporting documentation and, and make sure I really understood it. <clears throat> yeah, okay, so this, this question is about getting through the questions faster on exam day, not necessarily while you're in study mode. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the thing. Um, something that I experienced like if you're on if you're on question three, and and you can't get your calculation to to come out right, and you just get just super flustered and annoyed, and you start thinking, oh great, I'm gonna fail again. And mm -hmm. like you can camp out on a question for five seven minutes, and in uh, you can't do that. So on exam day, you have to set some sort of a time budget, and let's call it three minutes a question. And if you, especially if it's calculation based, if you can't get the number to come out, I would pick B or C and move on or, or whatever you think your best yeah. guess is yeah. and, and, and move on. Because like you said, if you, if you, um, if you go too slowly and try to really do a perfect job on the MCQ, like you said, it's going to cost you on your Sims and like that final Sim, you're just, you're just clicking drop-down boxes just because you know you've got you have 18 seconds left and you're just hoping you know kind of throwing a, a hail mary in that final sim. So uh, keep that study budget, that sorry that 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 exam day budget going, and uh, three minutes B or C and 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 move on and do not look back. Do not go back. That's my that's my best advice for that. Okay, no, that's helpful. I appreciate it. Thanks. Sure. Thanks, Jesse. All right, back to the chat. And again, if you have a question, you can raise your hand. Ooh. All right, Nikki would like to become a partner or start her own accounting business. Okay. My first two years um, in my career were spent with kind of a small mom and pop accounting firm. And, and I was just a staff accountant. So I learned how I went through, I worked through two tax seasons. I learned how to do, <laughs> I learned how awful tax season is. Uh, you know, you're talking six days a week, sometimes seven, seven days you're leaving, you get there when it's dark, you leave when it's dark. Um, I actually, I actually, my office was actually in the hood. And so if I was the last one leaving the building, I would have to open the door, stick my leg to keep the door from locking behind me. I'd have to look down the alley both ways to make sure no one was there to bug me. And I just run to my car. And uh, so that was my, <laughs> that was my, uh, that was my public accounting adventure. Now, um, so the best way to start your own accounting practice is to actually work for one and like figure out like how it works, what to do, um, how to actually do a set of books, get, get really proficient at QuickBooks. Um, you know, there's a thousand tax programs out there. Get really good at whatever tax program your firm uses. And then if you want to make, if you want to have your own firm, then you can just buy that. <clears throat> um, then, you know, you, you learn all about quarterlies, 940s, 941s, 
sales tax returns because you have a liquor store as a client, et cetera. So, um, so that's how, well, that's how to become a partner at a firm is, well, the shortest way is to join us like a mom and pop firm. and work your way up just become so valuable that they can't ever imagine you ever leaving and uh, of course if you're a partner then you have to actually bring in revenue to the business <clears throat> so yeah that's how i would become a partner or start your own firm is is uh join a small one um make sure that during the interview process make sure that you really kind of like the vibe of the people because you're going to be spending a lot of time with them in a highly stressful environment so hope that helps. Christina says, does an in does does an internship at a public firm count? I presume for CPA licensing experience. Um, I would assume so. I mean, if you're well. The safest answer for any licensing question is always call your state board of accountancy and ask them. Um, <clears throat> but typically, whatever CPA is signing off after on your experience requirement, like they have to sign off that that you've actually been doing this type of work for the requisite amount of time, one year, two years, whatever it is. Um, but I would call your state board of accountancy and eh, actually email the director of your state board of accountancy and get it in writing. Um, always get it in writing. That way you have the email, you have the paper trail. But I would say yes, but my opinion really doesn't matter. But uh, so email the state board of accountancy. Okay, stick in the chat. All right. Albert asks if I'm going to, let's see. Albert, I'm just going to look up your question right real quick. So you're super cool. So Albert, it was yours. I've been struggling for the, I've been struggling for a while. Let me know. Um, or was yours, hope all is well, I cleared fire about four months ago. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's it. All right, here we go. Albert from the chat. Hope all is well. I cleared fire about four months ago. I took auditing three times and failed all of them in the 70s, 71, 73, 73. I need help knowing what I should be doing for my retake. Uh, the resulting report sheet said I was strong in the first and last section, but weaker in uh, auditing procedures and SIMS. Okay, um, well, so then <clears throat> I don't know when this question was submitted, but um, I'm gonna answer it as if your exam is within the last, within the next seven days, uh, five to seven days. So uh, the final week of your exam, I would <sighs> spend one to two days max watching the auditing cram. So watch it on a Saturday. I mean, we're talking 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. or whatever it is, or 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Just watch all of it. Or maybe you can stretch into Saturday and Sunday. And then it's, uh, you know, MCQ, starting with your weakest topic first in auditing and working backwards. So your weaker topic is auditing procedures. Okay, so start there. And um, hit hit those sets of 20 until you're scoring in the seventies and then move on to your next weakest topic. Um, that's, that's what I would do. So, so hope that's helpful, Albert. 
I hope that was your question. All right, still in the dojo chat. CDH says, I'm waiting for my test results. Should I go to the next section or still study the prior section? Uh, well, the, the, next the next test results are in about a week. Do you wanna give yourself a week off and just kind of recalibrate? Never mind. don't do that. You can, you can take a week off later. <laughs> I, would, I would jump into your next section. That way you're not losing a week of study time um, because yeah, I would jump in, into your next section and start studying now, regardless of what you get on your exam. It doesn't say what test you're waiting for, but let's say you score 73, 74, you're going to have to go through that exam process, exam study process completely from start to finish anyway. And so I would, I would jump on your next section and um, aim to take that exam mid-ish January. So about five, six, seven months, months, weeks from now, um, that's what I would do. Um, so, I mean, you could just chill for a week, um, but it, if you restudy an exam section that you're waiting for, like you're just gonna go through the motions. I mean, it was awful enough the first time. And if you're restudying stuff in, in the back of your head, hey, what if I already passed this? Like, like if you're gonna waste a week, waste it doing something fun. So either take a complete break or jump into your next section. Sticking with the dojo chat. Prometric canceled on me this morning for regulation. I was able to reschedule next Monday. What should I keep reviewing in the next four days? I took it a month ago and scored a 73 with Glime. My trending score is a 73 and my recon is a 52. <clears throat> which just means that you've been through 52% of the questions. This time I've not done any Sims. Okay. Hey, sounds like it's a blessing in disguise that they canceled on you. Um, I would keep reviewing the Ninja Notes. Um, so when I was taking the exam, I was a huge fan of a 1 p.m. exam. And then that morning I'd wake up and I would just like study notes, study notes, study notes, and just work questions. That's what I would do if I were you. I'd do that for the next four days. And actually, you can fit in the regulation cram. I don't know if you watched the Ninja regulation cram. Uh, I'd spend two days doing that. Um, and so Ninja notes, uh, keep hammering those MCQ. So whatever topics, so you have your training is 73. That means that you are weak in one or two topics because the ninja training score um, uses a, a weighted average um, based on the relative weighting of the blueprint. So you're weak in one of those blueprint topics. Let's get that up. Let's be trending in the mid seventies, eighties. So watch the regulation cram and then hit the, that ninja MCQ extra hard and uh, be thankful that Prometric may have, uh, may have given, you, given you a stay of execution. <laughs> this time you're going to win. Um, hey, Jeff, I'm sorry. I gave you a wrong information. My trending is actually 87, not 73. I mixed up with my previous score. If that oh. makes sense. Well, hello there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, so, you, so you're training 87. That's correct. Oh, well, even better. <laughs> Have you had a chance to, to watch the, the uh, regulation cram? Um, I did for C-Corp, S-Corp, and partnership taxation. 
all right um so yeah i would i would watch it over the business law topics and whatever whatever um else is covered in tax mm-hmm. i'm drawing a blank um i would do that i would I'd read read the ninja notes and i would just keep hitting your uh some mcq so i'm like you're, you're doing really well though um so yeah i would watch the cram read the ninja notes do some mcq over some weak areas doesn't sound like you have too many weak areas though um you haven't done any you haven't done any simulations i have not uh, it says that you're also using glime no more no more oh okay. i switched to ninja um after i got my last score i mean for this review for the retake i've been doing ninja completely okay um do you still have access to the glime test bank yes i would i, w- I would hit some of their simulations um okay. yeah i mean you know uh Ninja obviously has Sims and mm-hmm. some people like our Sims. Some people don't like our Sims. Uh, if I think another review course has better Sims, then I'm going to tell you to maybe practice those Sims. Um, so I would. That sounds good. Yep. That's what I would do. Um, any Sims you would recommend from Ninja? Well, I mean, I say, I say that about our Sims, but they're, I, I think they're solid, but, um, I would do, I would do some, some of the harder ones, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the corporation tax Sims. Um, yeah. Some of the harder ones, like just the basis ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, I think, I think Glime did a better job of, of um, copying the, or emulating the, the actual exam. The, the, the format. The format and the yeah. way that it looks conceptually, I'm I'm sure they're they're the same. They're you know, they're just drop down boxes and enter the blanks, whatever. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I would do. Sounds good. Thank you so much for your tips. Sure, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks everyone. That does it for this episode. If you want the Ninja Study Planner, go to another71.com forward slash free, and we'll th- throw in some. Uh, ninja goodies for you free notes audios and such again if you have a question for the podcast drop it in the comments below or simply tell me you liked love it or even hated the show oh uh i welcome it all you can also email me jeff at another71.com until next time be good take care and i will talk to you soon